Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. Wish that was mine. Well, I want to talk to you today. And I use a stool not because I'm lazy, because it's comfortable. And I feel like when I use my stool, that I can, I'm kind of like in a living room. I'm just talking to you. And that's what I want. I want to minister to you. I want to talk to you. And I want it to be comfortable. I want you to receive it. Now, I don't, I don't want to sugarcoat stuff. I'm not going to get that point. But I want you to receive what God has for you. You know, there are three types of players on every team. Every football, basketball, baseball, any team, team sport. There are three types of players. There's that one player that just wants to make the team and get a uniform. Just happy that he made the team or she made the team and they got the uniform. The second type of player is the type of player that just gives enough effort to get in the game every now and then. I'll just practice hard enough to, so the coach will play me every now and then. And then there's, there's the other type of player that gives 110% to reach the team goal. No matter what the cost. There are three types of Christians sitting in this room today. Those that just want to make the team and make it to heaven. Those that just want to give enough effort, you know, to, 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 to feel God every now and then. And the one that wants to give 110% before they get to the kingdom of God. That's the kind of believer I want to be. I want to be the kind of believer that when I wake up in the morning, all hell's alerted. The brother is up again and he's on the move. Be prepared. And here's what I call that. I call that being above and beyond type person. They do what's required of them, and then they go above and beyond. See, that, and that's, that's the way with business owners in here. You know, you could, you know, Ivan could get by with just sweeping underneath the, the car seat. I'm not going to get in there and look. But when you take this car seat out and get it, that's going above and beyond. Anything you do in your business, whatever it is, go above and beyond what someone else will do. Don't be average. God didn't make you to be average. God made you to win. Go above and beyond. You know, we all want to experience success in our families, our relationships, and our businesses. And I believe what the church is missing today more than ever before, is operating in a spirit of excellence. This church will always operate in a spirit of excellence. We're not going to get lazy. We're going to operate in a spirit of excellence. We're not just going to do the average quo. Just, just, just get everybody going and you know, we just meet every now. We are always going to be above and beyond and go above and beyond what is expected. That's the time of, that type of believer that I know God wants you to be. Everything we do, from our jobs to families to serving in church, must be done with excellence. This message is a challenging message. This message is going to stretch you a little bit. And this message is a Bible principle that you can find all the way from Genesis to Revelations. And if you'll carry this principle out going above and beyond... You will see success at every level, not just financially. I'm talking every level in your family. We're going to go to Genesis here in just a second. So if you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn there. It'll be on the screen if not. But in Genesis, there's a story 
about a man and he searched for a bride. Dude's one of the most eligible bachelors of his time. Name's Isaac. He's got it going on. He's the son of Abraham. Abraham made a covenant with God and God blessed him abundantly. He had cattle, he had silver, he had gold, he had riches. And beyond that, spiritual blessings were just completely off the charts. He was the man. And God told Abraham that his seeds, watch this, would be greater than the sands on the seashore. His seeds. God told Abraham, whoever marries your son will produce children that will bless an entire nation. So out of Isaac will come 12 sons. Watch this. Now, back in, the, back in the Bible days, they had what they call arranged marriages. All right? Couldn't go to eHarmony. Couldn't find someone to marry on eHarmony. And if that's what you're doing, that's fine. I'm not knocking that. Just make sure they're saved, not some kind of weirdo. Okay? But back then, it was arranged marriages. So Abraham tells his servant, he has a servant named Eleazar, and Abraham tells him, go and find Isaac a bride. What? I mean, he doesn't know where to begin. This is a big deal. She's got to be the chosen one by God for Isaac. So Eleazar goes to a foreign land. And he acts like this is the craziest thing. Is this the craziest thing I've ever done. Doesn't know what she looks like. Doesn't know where to begin. So he says, okay, God, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put out a fleece. Here's the way this is going to go down. And I'm going I'm to sit beside this well, this water well right here. Because women would gather at the well for water. He said, I'm going to sit here, and here's my fleece. I got my ten camels. I got myself here. Here's the fleece. Here's how, here's how I know which one to pick for Isaac. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to say nothing. And the girl who offers me water and is kind enough to offer my, camel, my camel's water too, that's when I'm picking for Isaac. That's the fleece. So look at Genesis 24, 14. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one, that, let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. So he's looking for someone to offer him and his ten camels some water. Now, you may think that's not a big deal. Each camel can hold 40 gallons. They don't have a garden hose. They have to go get it by the bucket. Now, in that day, the culture or the custom was always to offer a stranger a cup of water. That's the normal. That's like going to work nine to five, but she does something more. She goes above and beyond. Now, keep in mind, she has no clue that he's working for one of the richest men in the world. She doesn't know. She doesn't know he's looking for a bride to heir of millions and millions and millions of dollars. The guy has it all. Super wealthy, good looking, he's single. Come on, ladies. Some high-pitched amens there would be nice. He's in covenant with God, loves God. Got a blessing of favor on his life. And Eliezer just looking for a woman. She doesn't have a clue who this guy is. And by, Ray, by the way, Rachel, the woman that offers Eliezer and his camels the water here in just a second, is beautiful. So she walks up to Eliezer and says, Sir, can I offer you this water? And by the way, 
while you sit there and drink, I'm going to water all 10 of your camels. I'm going to have 40 gallons of water per camel. That's 400 gallons of water by my math. No water hose. Had to go back with the well, draw it from the well every time. Had to take a bucket. She had to do it the old-fashioned way. She's breaking fingernails. Her makeup's running off from sweat. Got runners in her pantyhose. It's always going downhill fast. Can you imagine by the fifth camel? She's going to be tired. Blisters on her feet, hands. But she still serves and never complains. And goes above and beyond what's expected of her. This is what I want you to see. This is this lady's lifestyle. This is who she is. I can go to some of you out there and I can, I mean, I can pinpoint you. I know, I know your work ethic. I know who you are. I've seen you in act, I've seen you in action. And you go above and beyond. And those type of people always walk in God's blessings. She's not just doing the average quo, status quo. She does what's expected, and then she goes above and beyond. And this is what I'm talking about today. This is the principle that will elevate your life to the next level. Doing what is expected, and then going above and beyond. It was expected of her to give him water. It was a custom, but it was totally unexpected for her and unusual character and kindness to go beyond the expectation and water every camel until they couldn't drink anymore. Without knowing there was any reward attached. She does what? She goes the extra mile. It's easy to go the extra mile when you know there's something dangling at the end. But are you going the extra mile when there's nothing guaranteed? Here's the weird thing. She didn't know the saddlebags on those camels were full of gold, bracelets, earrings. Bible says ruby and expensive jewels. She could have said, hey, it's not my job. That's not my job description. You get your own water for your own camels. I'll take care of you, but you've got to get your own waters for your own camel. I've done what I'm supposed to do. I've done what's required of me. And that's all I'm doing. But here's the thing. If you look at this lady's life, she has a pattern of doing this and not, not knowing anybody's watching her. It's easy to do that when somebody's watching, you know, somebody's watching. Look at the criteria God's using to use, choose this girl. It's not her hips, it's not her lips, it's not her hairdo. Look at her. She does what is expected and then goes above and beyond. And God says, I choose her to be the bride of Isaac. Three words distinguish her from everybody else. Above and beyond. Three things that can establish you from every lot of other people is going above and beyond. I'll show you what God looks for. Not an attitude that says, that's not my job description. That's not my department. I'm not doing it. God looks for people to elevate and bless who does what is expected. And then they do above more than that. He judged her by her work ethic. He judged her by her work standard. Think about it. She had a lousy job. Not everybody wanted that job. You know, it'd be different if she was working on the palace with Chanel 5, but she's working in manure number two. It's nasty. It's horrible. It's not good. She's got a terrible job, but yet she's giving it everything she's got. And God says, I won't let you stay where you are and keep doing what you're doing because when you touch this principle of going above what's expected, it elevates you. It can't help 
but elevates you. You can't hide. You can't stay in the shadows. I got to do uh, one of my first uh, camps as an evaluator, as a basketball evaluator at our, at our state camps. And it's like the, all the guys always tell me, the guys that are, you know, done this a lot longer than I have, they always say this, Craig, the good ones can't hide. You'll see them. They just stand out. And see, when you do things that go above and beyond, you can't hide. It elevates you. It makes you stand out. She had no idea that a millionaire is watching her. Listen, you don't know right now who's watching you tomorrow. You don't know that person that's watching everything you do. Three words that distinguishly, highly successful people distinguish from successful people and average people are above and beyond. They just do what's expected. That's what average people do. Successful people do what's expected, and then they go more. Successful marriages have spouses. Oh, I'm going there, guys. Who does what's expected and then go above and beyond. I wonder how many above and beyonders I have in here, gentlemen. Students that excel do what's expected, but then they go above and beyond. Athletes that have all these incredible statuses. Beyond factors. Pretty simple. It's, it's what I call the above and beyond factors. Pretty simple. Christians who make a difference are not the ones who say, I'm going to do as little as I can just to get by and make it into heaven. No, we need above and beyond Christians who don't just come to church, do what you're supposed to do, and then you're done, but rather move into the area of sacrifice. What did the fire, listen, what did the fire fall on? What brought the presence of God in the Bible? It's when they sacrificed. There's something about doing what is expected, and then some that God honors. It's called the sacrifice. Current workplace, you know, philosophy is do the least is expected and get the most out of it. That's what the current status quo is. Most people are like, I'm going to do my minimum effort and expect maximum reward. Just give me the great insurance, give me a big salary, a nice 401k, we're good. And I'm just going to give you the least I can to hold on to my job. I know people that do that. They do the least they can just to hold on so they don't lose their job. That's got to be miserable. That's not why God blesses church. Jesus said if a man compels you to go a mile and carry his bag for him, then we're to what? Throw the bag down and say, get it yourself. No, go the second mile without him asking. Be a two-mile person. Be above and beyond believer. I know you hired me to go a mile, but you know what? I'll just go ahead and go two. Look at Matthew 5.20. For, for I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. This is what the Pharisees' righteousness was like. Only what's required. They were legalists. They were clock watchers. They were looking for a payday at sundown. That was it. Don't treat your job that way. Well, Pastor Craig, it's a sorry job. I'm flipping bird. I don't like it. I should own the place. I got big plans. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. Hey, I get it. But I got news for you. You're not going anywhere until you learn how to go above and beyond where you are. And when you learn to go above and beyond where you are, people can't keep you where you are. You will increase. 
You will increase. When you start giving what is required and then you go above and beyond at a job you don't like, promotion's coming your way. I promise you, she didn't have a nice cushy job. The animal spit on her. Camel stunk. She's given everything she's got. We need a generation that won't set back and say, give me this and give me that. I'm entitled. I'm off my stool. Watch out. Forget work. Let the government take care of that. We got hiring signs, help wanted signs all over the place and nobody wants to work. I'll take my glasses off there. And I've heard this. Well, I can make more money sitting at home drawing unemployment. They're conditioning you And that's not a Biden thing. Trump is doing the same thing. Giving them money. They're conditioning you for socialism, folks. You do know that's not free money. Right? Because my daughters, 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 daughters will pay for what's happening right now. Get off your... And go to work. Get something on the inside of you that says, I'm not going to be average. I'm not going to just get by. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be above and beyond person. I mean, I, I just, we, it's beside me when I see what's happening. Just in our area alone. How many want to raise children that are above and beyond kids? I want my kids going above and beyond. Amen? How many want to lead your coworkers and your friends to Jesus? I thought it would be a lot more than six or seven people. I got an announcement to make, and this may shock you. You're not going to win anybody to Jesus with a Christian bumper sticker on your car. I'll tell you what wins people to Jesus. I'll tell you what gives you a platform to speak from when you do what is expected of you in that workplace and you go above and beyond and you're consistent about doing it. People want to know what makes you different. Avenues to witness begins to open up. Here's why I do what I do and I do more. I make it a lifestyle. I'm consistent with it. And when people see that, I don't care who they are. They will give you respect. You start operating as a believer in the above and beyond, you won't, be, you won't be the tail, you'll be the head pretty soon. It's only a matter of time for somebody recognizes that principle in your life. And don't just do it when the boss is watching. Don't be a boss watcher. Jesus is telling us that quoting scripture on the job and testifying when you're not giving maximum effort is a waste of time. People don't care about your testimony if you're a lazy person. But when you're the top producer in your field, you can say whatever you want and people are going to listen. Because why? You get results. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say if you just lost the ball game. If you just lost a big contract, lost a big contract, Nobody wants to hear your testimony. But when you work hard, when you go that extra mile, and you have done something, now you're reaping the benefits of that hard work. You can stand on the platform and say, I received this award for great achievement, 
Not because of me, but because of Christ in me. And he's the one that gives me strength to do what I just did. Remember this. Write this down. Extra blessings comes from extra effort. What if you gave... Let's go back to marriage. What if you gave above and beyond in your marriage? Let me just say this. Extra effort leads to extra reward. What would happen, gentlemen, if you came home... And I know you guys work hard. I know all, all these guys... I know all, most of the men in our church. And I know you work hard. I know you get after it. And some of you guys work seven days a week. I get it. I know you work hard. But what would happen if you came home and just straightened up the house a little, put dishes in the dishwasher without your wife asking you to? Do y'all hear that? Crickets. I got, I got no amens in the house. Logan's, Logan's getting it from both sides over there. His wife and Richard's wife. Just let him have it. I'm watching that. That ain't fair, Logan. Listen, guys, you do know there's something called a brownie system, right? Brownie points. I still got like a zillion saved up. I don't know how to cash them in. I've asked my wife. She said, don't worry about it. We got several young couples with small children in our church. And let me say this. When our children were small, here's what I learned. Extra effort brought extra reward. And here's what I mean by that. Because I'd be, when I was with the power team, I'd be gone two, sometimes three times a week. Three, uh, three weeks a month. Tracy stays home. She plays mom and dad while I'm gone. One thing that I learned early on in my marriage was this right here. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody in your house happy. That's true. That's a true statement. So when I got home, I'd always, you could ask her, I'd always make time to take care of the kids for an afternoon so she could just get away. I mean, I'm like, here, take the credit card, just go shopping, go get your nails done, just do whatever you want to do, you know. You just have some alone time. Because when you've been with two small kids for three weeks in a row, you need alone time. All the ladies said. Amen. That's right. Now, I'm not telling you that, guys, so you can get extra brownie points. I got those brownie points. Spent a lot of them already. But I finally realized that if I take extra effort to help with the kids, because let's be honest, when your children are really, really small, they act like drunk little people. They're crazy. But when, when I would just say, hey, you go, I got the kids. You go, I got this. Then I'd pray, Lord, help me get this. You take the afternoon and have some time. I remember one time I got in trouble. This isn't even my notes. I got in trouble because I let her have some alone time, and she went, Dylan was in diapers at this time. He's walking around, but he's still in diapers, and... and she came home, <laughs> he was walking like this. His, his diaper's about to touch the ground. I don't do diapers. Even pee-pee diapers. No, 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 no. Boy, she was hot. She was livid. She said, honey, would you, would you look at that boy's diaper? I said, yes. He's hanging low. He's right low. The diaper. And she said, well, why don't you change it? Why didn't you change it? I said, because it says the package holds up to 20 pounds. <laughs> Amen, guys? Holds up to 20 pounds. That didn't go over good. I got no brownie points right there. None. 
<laughs> but when I would say, just, just go. You, I got the kids, take this afternoon, and just go. Have, have some alone time. Extra effort, men, leads to, mm-hmm. You know. I'm trying to help you here. See, here's the thing. A good marriage is not 50-50. I think, you know what? I think we need to do a, a marriage seminar here. Just do some marriage seminar. And I think mom ought to teach some classes on raising kids, helping you, helping you young moms out. That'd be awesome. We'll, we'll look into that. But anyway, a good marriage, I just, I just, yeah. Sorry about that. Just married you to about a lot of teaching. Anyway, but a good marriage is not 50-50. A good marriage goes above and beyond what's expected. I've heard people say, well, Pastor Craig, I'm just not getting what I need out of this marriage. Okay, well, remember this one thing. Write this down. Marriages don't go to divorce court because spouses are doing extra for each other. That'll preach. Marriages are going to divorce court because people are sitting on their lazy behinds, whining about why they're not getting, you know, out of the relationship when you ought to be giving above and beyond. Because when you give above and beyond, you won't worry about what's not being given. If you want to be the head of your home, sir, there's more than to being the head of your home than having a zipper on your pants. Hear me, men. We are male by birth, but you are, you are a man by choice. Being a man means I take responsibility for my marriage, for my family, for my resources. That's what a man does. They go above and they go beyond. Now, I'll get off my soapbox, as mom would say. I thought this was pretty interesting. Disney CEO Eisner was once asked this question by a reporter. They said, because the grounds of, of Disney World were just spotless at all times. And this reporter asked him, how many maintenance people do you have to keep this place so incredibly clean? Mr. Eisner said, we have 45,000 employees in maintenance. And the reporter said, I must have misunderstood you. Did you say 4,500? He said, no, 45,000. And they said, well, that's every employee you have. He said, I know. If, if there's trash on the ground and you're first to see it, then you pick it up. Well, above and beyond is not in my job description. Think about this. There are 60 billion galaxies. 60 B with a billion. We only need one for man. But because God is a God, above and beyond type God, He adds 59 billion more. Let me spruce it up a little bit for you. Because see, God's not just enough kind of God. God's more than enough. Listen, watch this church. Don't shoot those camels, ride them. Don't shoot that job, give everything you got at it. She didn't... She didn't know that, I mean, that ugly, she had no clue that that ugly, terrible condition job she was in would be the greatest gateway to one of the most credible rewards she would ever receive in her lifetime. It may not look like much where you're at, but if you'll just do and go above and beyond, the situation won't stay ugly, it gets better. It will transition you from where you are to the blessing that God has for you. See, this is where the story gets really cool, and I've got to end this up because, I'm, gosh, I'm two minutes over. Will you give me five minutes? Okay? I still promise we'll be at the Baptist restaurant. She gets on the camel. She says she's giving water to her, right? 
That's like getting in her Cadillac Escalade, riding out to her boy in the field. She's blinged out. I mean, she got the gold bracelets on. She got the, you know, necklace, earrings, swinging with swag. She's, going, she's doing good. She got a good-looking guy waiting her in the field. He sees her coming on the camels. He jumps off his horse and starts running toward her. It's in, it's all, this, this stuff's in the Bible. You should read it, man. It's awesome. It's in Genesis 24. He's running through the field toward her. She jumps off her camel. He's running towards, she's running towards him. Goes swinging everywhere. And it all happened because God chose her for this kind of life. She becomes the multiplier of the kingdom of God that ultimately produces the Messiah. <laughs> the camel lady. The one that went above and beyond lady. God said her seeds will be more than the sands of the seashore. That's a lot of stretch marks. That's a lot of babies. A lot of babies. I mean, I may, I may, I may, I may need to take that out of my notes. How about, how about too much? Here's what it started with. I've got an ugly, low-class, low-paying, good-for-nothing job here, but I'm going to give everything that I've got and then I'm going to go a little bit above. No, I'm going to go a lot. Above and beyond. And God says, that's going to carry you to the greatest reward you could ever imagine. Because you weren't doing it unto him. But as you do it unto the least of these, you have done it, the Lord said, unto me. You have worked for me. And I will reward your effort. Somebody say above and beyond. That's where you're going to live this week. I said, that's where you're going to live this week. That's where you're going. When I was getting this message ready, everybody say, I'm going above and beyond. When I was getting this message ready, I've got a, I've got a landscape and lawn company that I have, and I was mowing. It's weird. And I was going around this, uh, this building. It's a bank. I was doing I was going around it. And there was one spot there that I just missed with my weed ear, about four, maybe four pieces of grass sticking up. And I just thought to myself, I'd let that go. I can go, I get that next time I'm here. It's not that tall anyway. But some inside me said, don't leave that there. Don't, don't leave that there. You need to get that. Now, I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm saying it for this. When, when you get that kind of spirit of excellence in you, you can't let little things go. It drive you crazy. It'll drive you crazy. Me and Jay, one of the other day, we're pulling out and I see something that we missed, I said, hey, we got to get that. And, you know, because it just, I drive me crazy to let something that, like that go. And I tell you, I know that may not seem like a lot, but you be, you'll be surprised how far going above and beyond what you're expected to do in life will take you in life. And it's your choice. It's your choice. But I, I know this. I know we're going to be above and beyond church. We're going to live above and beyond what other people live. Yeah. Not because we're more special, but because we choose to operate in a principle that God established thousands of years ago in the Bible. It's pretty simple, amen? Yeah. I want you to stand with me this morning. I want to pray blessing over you. I want to pray, pray favor over you. Yeah. I want to pray a spirit of excellence over you yeah. and will come upon you. And I believe that I'm going to see on Facebook and hear testimonies that you guys are going to be telling me, hey, I, I, I had above and beyond moment the other day. 
And you don't have to tell me what it was. That's fine. That's cool. But just you're going to operate in it. You're going to start looking. Here's the thing. Start looking. How do, how do I go above and beyond in my job? You know how. Well, I could do this, but I don't have to. That's above and beyond. Go ahead and do it. Go above and beyond. Amen? Father, I speak blessings, favor, and excellence over every person in this sanctuary and watching, by, watching online today. I thank you, Father, we're going to walk an above and beyond attitude. That we're going to be consistent in doing it. And Father, because of it, you're going to send blessing upon blessing to these people. Not because that's why we do it, but because that's a principle that you established. And when we operate and work in it, it's the fruit of our labor. We thank you for that. We praise you for that in Jesus' name.